0: Welcome to this new podcast called Taking the Rems by the Horns, brought to you by Sowetin Live. My name is Rems Mabote. In this weekly podcast, I will be taking a rather light-hearted look at news and current affairs. Please subscribe to the podcast and occupy the front row. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail, or even the post office operating even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performance is drunk? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rem Smabot. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners, have no holy cows and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. Now then, let's get the bus on the road. An English adage, and I'm actually not even sure that it's English, but anyway, let's call it an English adage, goes that those that the gods seek to destroy, first they make mad. In the sorry saga of the meta-trial of former Bafana Bafana and Orlando Pirates goalkeeper Senzo Meiwa, two lawyers that have represented some of the accused at the Gauten North High Court, Advocate Malesela Latifo, and his briefing attorney, T.T. Tobani, have become the perfect models of this age. Who will forget the day, day four? Told the court and the presiding judge, Chifio Maumela, that this is an f up situation.
1: We are doing our uh, utmost best to be aggressive and protect the whole... Um, <laughs> what is the best way you are I want to say the fucked up uh, situation. <laughs>
0: You have to agree with me, that was a moment of madness and a clear sign that the gods are out to destroy this undistinguished gentleman. Shortly after that, not only was Teffo's mandate terminated, he was disbarred as an advocate.
2: The respondent, advocate Malisela Daniel Tefo, is hereby removed from the role of legal practitioners.
0: May his legal career rest in eternal peace. And then enter T.T. Tobani. You would have thought that Mr. Tobani, like all of us, saw the folly of his colleagues' ways and would rather take it easy and win hearts and minds, especially that of the unshakable Judge Maumela. Not Tobani. Within a short space of time, he started making a spectacle of himself, badgering his prosecutors, confusing witnesses, contradicting himself, and interrupting Justice Mahomele. Big mistake. You touch Maumela, you touch the gods. I mean, it was for himself who accused the Honorable Presiding Officer of employing witchcraft. Yes, he did. You cannot make this stuff up. I promise you he did. Things came to a head last week when Justice Mahomele tried to stop Tobani from repeating a question to the prosecutor. Tobani would have none of it.
1: He's got this phone on his own. He can just look at the time. And, it, it, uh, it can. You, if you, I may finish it, your lordship? It sends an idea about what time is picked and if, what time uh, it is If dropped. the court allows me to finish? No, I'm not allowing you to repeat. I'm saying it can. I... I no, no, I'm not repeating your lordship. That, that question is not going to answer. answer. No, no, I, I'm not saying you must answer the question. I'm, I'm, I'm replying to the objection. For whether he answers the question is something else the court will make a ruling let me finish my submission to the state no need to finish it go to another question the lordship uh, is detecting to me now yes i can't it's not it's not it's not it's not procedural for the court for me i want to reply i am saying go to another question no i'm not i'm not going to another question i'm not asking to answer the you question don't have another question sit down no 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 you are not going to answer, your lordship you cannot tell me to sit down your lordship if you don't have another question who said that i don't have another question yeah then ask another question your lordship your lordship don't, don't do that to me what, are you, doing, what are you doing to me? i'm saying your lordship i'm trying to answer today i want to reply i must you repeat it yes i, I have a what, reason what why this. there i'm saying your lordship i want to reply when may the to... court allow me to reply yeah thank you lordship i'm not asking the question i'm replying to the state yes i'm saying don't reply i'm saying go to another question maybe the maybe my sergeant for i request adjournment
0: like his predecessor and pierre Tifo, he dressed down Maumela the judge this was live on television guys Tobani was losing his marbles And it was there for everyone to see it. As we know, that's always a precursor to the gods destroying someone. It came to pass on Monday when the families of accused number one and number two fired Tobani. They did not even care to tell him until the day of the resumption of trial. In one fell swoop, the belligerent Tobani moved from representing four witnesses to two. The jury is out on whether he will have the remaining two by the time the case resumes next year. As if that was not enough, even after being fired, Tobani came back to spit at this firing and contradict himself. His mandate was terminated. He was not fired.
1: <laughs> we are not being fired. The, the clients have the right to change their mind and choose another representative. Ethically, to me, it doesn't sit well, but I don't have uh, any issue with the clients uh, terminating the
0: mandate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we said. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. And you know what? As you know, English is not my first language. I'm sure you've already already picked up a few grammaticals, a few typos, a few bad things in my language. But mandate terminated and not being fired? Aye, Mr. Toban, clutching at straws there, my brother. Those that the gods seek to destroy, first they make made. Let this be a warning to Mr. Sipor Ramosepili who is the new attorney representing accused number one and number two, stay on the straight and narrow, say, or you too will be joining your colleagues on the streets. In case you missed it, Sowetin reported at the weekend that the first printed copy of former President Jacob Zuma's book was bought for 20,000 rand. This happened at a mini auction, whatever that means, during the book's official launch in Devon last Friday. Titled Jacob Zuma Speaks, the book was officially launched by the Jacob G. Zuma Foundation. I don't know why they don't call it Jacob, because a Zuma Foundation. Why the Jacob G? Anyway, that's what they call it. According to my colleague in Devon, bidding started at 500 Rand, but quickly escalated with unionist Muzi Kumalo offering 16000 before being persuaded, that's the way they used, to up his bid to 20,000 rand. The book retails at 280 rand at bookstores. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. The buyer, Kumalo, is general secretary of the Construction, Mining, Energy, and Engineering Workers Union, Komewu. I confess, I had never heard of the union before, but such are game changers. They come as surprise packages, don't they? (laughs) But let's put this into perspective. In South Africa, 20,000 rands can buy you a lot. Example, you could get yourself a fairly advanced inverter and keep Eskom away. No, you could get a decent second-hand quid vehicle that is slightly faster than the wind of the conference marathon. You could even have enough to bribe a municipal manager from a small town to keep your lights on indefinitely. A friend of mine says you could even buy the original manuscript of one of James Hadley Chase's books. I think that's an exaggeration, but I get his point. So why spend money on a collection of in-case-you-missed-it speeches? I mean, we can all Google these stories at a slightly lesser price than twenty thousand Zimbabwean dollars. Even with the I mean the commentary of uh, Professor Sipo Siepe and that independent media consultant Kim Heller, both of whom cannot really be defined as intrepid, I still think that Mtungwa was robbed in bidding for this book. Eh hey, Mtungwa <laughs> Uh, You know, I must tell you that I'm very disappointed that I was not in the room to outbid you that day.
3: (laughs) Uh, You would have just made it more difficult for me. You probably would have just picked up the prize a bit more.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you are so committed to get that book.
3: I had to get it. I had to. (laughs) It's for
0: sentimental value. And we're going to get to that. I want to know these sentimental reasons now. You know, until last Friday, I did not know about Komeu. Tell me more about the union.
3: Okay, uh, Komew is an acronym. It stands for Construction, Mining, Engineering, and Energy Workers Union. It is a a fairly new trade union that was established in 2018, um, registered with the Department of Labor in terms of of the Labor Relations Act on the 14th of June, and and it was on the government gazette of June 28, 2019. So we are a fairly a new trade union operating in the sectors that our name pronounced But um, currently, we are more in the construction and the mining sector. We've got a footprint in uh, the mines uh, in Bumalanga in Western Natal, in Gauteng as well as in the Northwest and in the Northern Cape.
0: I see. I see. Well, congratulations and welcome to the world of uh, the labor movement. Now, tell me, did you bid for this book in your personal capacity or on behalf of the union?
3: I actually did it on behalf of the union. With me was the uh, uh, deputy president of the the union, as well as the national spokesperson of the trade union. And the decision was made that we were going to to bid and, and, and really take this book for future references. Because as we grow as KOME, we would like to to um, hold on to this book as part of our history and treasure.
0: But, but this book is a collection of speeches. You know, it's almost like, in case you missed it, uh, I'm sure you could have Googled those speeches without having to spend 20,000 <laughs> rand.
3: <laughs> no, we, we actually had Googled the speeches, in fact, um, and with intention to, to really find out what did President Zuma do when he was president. In fact, we found that the, the, the book records the speeches that were actually lined up with action. So we had done quite a bit of study uh, that reveals the type of actions that the government of South Africa took under the presidency of uh, Jacob Zuma. So when the book came in, it just collected all those speeches because most of those speeches there are based on the initiatives that the ANC government under the leadership of, of President Zuma actually made an impact on the on the country's status and economy and infrastructure in many other areas and, and and therefore for us as Komewu because we also realized that what he was doing is really in line with how we see the future as Komewu and we we actually felt that it was important to 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 buy the book so that we can line it up with our research and, and be able to to say the reason we have this book, we can now tell you that when President Boomer was saying this, this was what was happening on the ground because we did a
0: study on that. You know, when I watched the video of the auction, I I I seemed to think that you upped your bid to, just to shut up the auction. He, he seemed so boring. You wanted to, to get him out of the way quickly.
3: <laughs> yeah, the... the, the I, I think that was not the intention really uh, but the intention was we wanted to have, to have the, 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 the book, frame it and have it in our office. Um, we are a new trade union and as we grow this history will, will start making sense to a lot of our members and the youth of, of, of this country uh, tomorrow. You know, um, Some people will never know exactly what happened so the write-up that we have put together as and, come and the book will just complement each other and we'll be able to tell a very good story of what the democratic state of South Africa was able to do really and, and we'll be able to show changes.
0: My, my sources tell me, lastly, my sources tell me that uh, the, the former president will be uh, putting to public his, pres- his uh, doctor's note for, for auction. Are you going to buy that too?
3: No, um, I don't think it's got any value as the book has, President Zuma is, most in our view, the only president that actually did tangible stuff in the country that one can walk and show people and say, "You remember? Look at this speech that is now in the book." Let's let's take a walk and go and see the University of Mpumalanga that was then constructed when he said education was a priority and he was going to ensure that we get uh, free quality education. He had a drive. He had a specific drive of making people 's lives better, especially the indigenous people of
0: south africa here uh, <laughs> I don't i don 't do much of politics i think i got i got the gist uh, i think you, you you answered my question i i really wanted to get to the point where why the book was important. And I really, really thank you for your insights. I wish you happy reading and I hope it benefits your members.
3: Thank you. Thank you, my brother.
0: Thank you, my brother. Thank you for participating and have a great day. I also really hope that uh, it won't be nine minutes of wasted reading.
3: (laughs) Thank you, my brother. Bye.
0: Well, there you have it. A certain Mr. Muzi Kumalo of a certain Komewu union, paid a definite 20,000 rand for a certain book that does not certainly tell us all as earlier promised. I wonder what Kumalo would pay for the original manuscript, hoping the handwriting would be eligible. And the four-year cycle that we all have been waiting for is upon us, the FIFA World Cup. Yes, I mean, all of us have been waiting for it. You know, men wait for it because... We have the agony-filled entertainment upon us for a full month. And then women wait for it because they expect us to lie to them, to be screaming about football, to come back home in the wee hours of the morning and claim the game was going on and on and on. And those, of course, who don't like football wait for it because they relish yet another opportunity to recite their hate for football, mm. and we don't care for them. Mm. Well, retailers also wait for it because it is the only time men buy impulsive. Did I just say that? <laughs> Especially alcohol, either to celebrate or to drown our sorrows. Mm. Speaking of which, alcohol has been banned during the World Cup. Horror of horrors. Football without alcohol is like escom with electricity. I mean, those things... like They you know, don't match. They don't match. They don't match. Yeah? Well, to talk about FIFA World Cup, he held in Qatar. is Sunday time, a sport editor, a man who loves football rather hopelessly. Barimba us and... Uh, we all know him as BBK. Rams, Matala. Rams, by the horns. Rams, Mabote. I am glad to be alive. I
2: am grateful to be breathing, and uh, to be able to sleep, and uh, wake up and see the sunrise.
0: And why are you not in Qatar? Uh,
2: maybe because it's because nervous. of the alcohol, Ben. I, I think that could have been partly, but um, the, the the trip should have been planned long before. The other Friday, yeah. when they pulled the rug from underneath FIFA's feet and said, Emily, there's nothing, no beer. So then there's no beer around the stadium. It's
0: ironic though. I mean, Budweiser is the, is the partner. It has always been the partner. I mean, in a, 2010, I was forced to drop my Mambur for Budweiser. I, mean, I, I like, think even saying partner, it's been a sponsor yeah.
2: of FIFA. And their uh, sugar cane water, they call beer, is um, the official beer of uh, FIFA uh World Cup for as long as I can remember. Now the funny thing is um I get a sense here in uh, Rams that you have a situation where FIFA seems to be losing their grip on 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 being in charge of their premier tournament. And I'll tell you why. Um when when they came here in 2010 when Philip was here. Yep. And we were doing the waka waka and, 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 and flying the flag and everything else. And as South Africa, a country in the southern tip of Africa, we were given an opportunity to to, to, to be the stage for the rest of the continent. And one of the lines I liked writing, Back then was that it is an opportunity for Africa to be mentioned in the same sentence as excellence, because for obvious reasons, a man like yourself will know that um, Europe has always painted us as uh, the so-called dark continent, where where there's no civilization, where there's nothing, those 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 those, those morons from 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 England, in particular, they they were writing stories about if you land in South Africa or when you land at the Chamber International, you'll find about oh. Ramsdabu PPK, riding uh, lions, and all. Even of that. Even more fascinating nothing.
0: for me, they even said, by the time you leave, you'll have AIDS. This is the thing. <laughs> this is the
2: thing. But the point that I wanted to drive home about FIFA is that in 2010, they made this country, this republic, to change 20 followers or make special 20 followers Mm -hmm. that are going to make sure that whatever it is that FIFA wants, FIFA gets, Mm -hmm. right? We
0: were a FIFA country for 30 days.
2: And then when the the, the party was over, we became South Africa again. Four years later, Brazil, Samba, everything, well, south to south, it was beautiful. Yeah. But you know what happens in Brazil? They don't want beer at the stadiums. Not for religious reasons or anything, but because the Brazilians, if you think South Africans are passionate, Brazilians are passionate plus crazy uh, in football matches. Yes. They fight. The supporters fight, my friend. Yeah. So the government at some stage decided long before 2014 World Cup, no alcohol around the stadiums. But what happened? You remember that guy called Jack Valke. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. He did what? He said, listen, my friend, we are going to have alcohol. Yes. The FIFA World Cup is sponsored by Budweiser and the official beer is Budweiser, that, so we're going to drink beer. That leads
0: me to my next question then. Mm. Did the Qatari pay better bribes to to completely overrule FIFA?
2: Is that not the reason why Qatari got the World Cup?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did suspect, but you know, I don't follow football as well as you
2: do. Well, there are brown <laughs> envelopes, my friend. There are things that happen... Uh, in the wee hours of the night, while, while some of us are sleeping, dreaming of having as much money as a as a, a, a sheikh in 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 Qatar, so the fact that they awarded uh, uh, Qatar this World Cup should not surprise them when Qatar uh, says these are the things that we don't do in this country. I wrote in my column PBK and Black this other Sunday that these guys are saying. Yes, FIFA. We understand it's your tournament, your premier tournament. But this is our country, you know. That standoff off two days before the World Cup exactly. starts. You take that. Pi is not going to be at the stadium, and FIFA cowers. That. Changes the whole game because under Sepp Blatter's time, when FIFA said jump, you were already mid air before you could ask, How high? How high, Mr. Blatter? <laughs> you know, so that's why I'm saying with this, um, Infantino, remember when we were growing up, there was that thing called, um, who was that thing? Kojak, yes, that yes, guy yes, the yes, yeah. yes, yes, and with the lollipop, yes. Infantino reminds me of that character, but uh, at his weakest. You know, at his weakest, because he came out to say, "I think if you don't drink beer for three hours, uh, you are not going to get sick." What nonsense is that? (laughs) Like you said earlier on in your opening remarks, beer and football and World Cup—that's a three. That's a three. (laughs) I mean, even more so when your team performs badly. I mean, what are we going to do, Green tea? You know, when uh, I look back at that game that played earlier uh, in the week with Argentina losing to, to Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia right? those Argentinians
0: <laughs> needed beer there and there, my friend. I, the I can th- imagine, and I say this very carefully, that even some fake Saudi Arabians would have wanted to celebrate uh, with a beer in the hand, right? You never fake know. ones, though. Well, I, One, I think there will mm. be people carrying uh, cans of, um,
2: what's this thing, Fanta orange? Yeah. And when you remove this, you see something else.
0: <laughs> so let's move on to another matter quickly. As, as we conclude, there's been also lots of, you know, nonsense coming out about human rights issues and child labor. Mm. And you know, and you know, mm. Infantino got angry and even, you know, made statements about that.
4: We are told many, many lessons from some Europeans from the Western world. I'm European. Actually, I am European. Not just I feel European. I think for what we Europeans have been doing in the last 3,000 years around the world, we should be apologizing for the next 3,000 years before starting to give moral lessons to people. How many of these uh, European or Western business companies who earn millions? and millions from Qatar, or other countries in the region, billions every year, how many of them have addressed migrant workers' rights with the authorities?
0: After I watched Qatar playing Ecuador mm. in the opening game, mm. the story of using foreigners or outsiders for hard labor, I could not see it because I mean that, half of that team is foreigners and I didn't see any hard labor there. <laughs> In look, the field, at, at least. look at France. Who's playing there?
2: Are they French people? It's people as hmm? black as PBK? Yeah. Where do they come from? They ain't dropped from the sky. Yeah. These are the people who are the descendants of slaves who were taken from this beautiful continent of ours many, many years ago. Yeah. If you're going to be telling me about Qatar and their human rights abuses and all those things, we are hypocrites. Because then it means that you should have fought. You should have fought from when Sev Blatza said that the next World Cup is going to be in Russia and, and Qatar, Qatar. Yeah. Because he said that 12 li- years ago. But then again, because hypocrisy is a statement of the world. Let's go back to 1990, Italy. Uh, you know the story of the racism amongst, if not most, Italians. Let's go to the story of 1994, US 94. Yeah. Vietnam. Way back then. Syria, uh, uh, Oman, uh, I can count until the chickens come home, of countries that have been messed up and uh, they continue. After 94, to this day, have been messed up by United States of America. Libya is the latest that is in havoc right now. Germany, nobody said, oh, Holocaust in 2006 and all of that. So people must not come with all this nonsense as you put it right earlier on. But the fact of the matter is one. This World Cup doesn't feel like a World Cup because this World Cup doesn't have the vibe. In the opening ceremony, what I felt when I had waka waka in in, in, in there, and I also saw so wave the flag, I'm like, okay, at least they are trying to say to the world, because why, why did they want this thing? They want to show Qatar in a new face. Yeah. They want to show Qatar that it is a country that is not as what people are saying. Some of these things actually
0: they are happening, they are happening. But show me one country. Well, you know what? I I I don't deal with the politics and the and the and the, even the football of football. But I can tell you this much: to 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 steal from uh, Infantino's words, mm. I I think uh, Europe owes us three thousand years of apologies in the future for not allowing football uh, uh, alcohol in the. In the, in the football space.
2: My friend, I think that Infantino must not get a second term. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need a, a, a guy, a, a vibey guy. <laughs> you know, Plata, with all his sins, with all his sins, Plaza gave Africa the World Cup against, against the might of Europe. Because they want to claim that this thing is theirs. You know, Plata took the World Cup to Asia, South Korea and Japan. Yeah. They they were protesting, you know, and this is why they're also making all this noise. He took it also to Qatar. He took it to Russia. Well, you know, and he also al- almost went to jail. But and it's okay. I gotta go. He's also <laughs> stupid now in coming <laughs> out and saying uh, giving it a well Cup to Qatar
0: was a mistake. where well, are the brown envelopes finished now? No, it's called mitigating circumstances. That's not when you don't want to spend too much time in jail, but I got I got to go. I have a word that starts with an M as well. <laughs> it's called madness. Bye-bye. <laughs> BBK Sports editor of the Sunday Times. Follow his podcast by the way on Times Live and read his colorful column every Sunday. My brother always good to have you and I'm going to have you a million times here. Rams, this is home. In fact, this is my studio. Don't get too
2: comfortable here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Switch. And finally, Does anybody out there know a guy by the name of Mikey Tlippen? If you do, please send him my regards. In fact, tell him I wanna meet him. We could have beer on behalf of the FIFA World Cup, you know, just the two of us. He's my hero of the week. Word has it that good old Mikey was stopped by the Johannesburg Metro Police Department for an expired license disc. And while the nonplussed officer was paying a fine, Mikey leisurely walked to the officer's car to check its license disc. Lo and behold, it was also expired. (laughs) What fortitude. As I would say, And that concludes the first episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and spread the word. Thursdays will never be the same again.